be gentle with yourself and then understand and and know that there are lots of folks here at the university who are really committed to your success and your flourishing. I'm Kevin Christopher Robles. Today, Connor O'Kane talks about his journey to becoming assistant dean of first-year students at Fordham College at Lincoln Center and what to expect from him going forward. This is Retrospect, the official podcast of the Fordham Observer. Joining me now is Dean Connor O'Kane, the new freshman dean for FCLC. Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, thank you for the invitation, Kevin. I'm thrilled to be here. So, Dean O'Kane, can you talk to me about how you first got started at Fordham? Sure. I first arrived at Fordham about seven years ago uh, when I was hired in the office of the campus ministry at Rose Hill. Um, I was hired as the associate director and the director of our interfaith ministries and spent about um, four years doing that uh, uptown and then uh, held a position there as the director of campus ministry for Rose Hill and then came down here to Lincoln Center where I worked in campus ministry as well um, before transitioning to my new role um, as dean of first-year students in January of this year. I think a lot of people here still recognize you as someone from campus ministry. Can you talk about what that experience was like? Sure. It was a real privilege to be able to walk with students through their journey in that way, to accompany them as uh, they move through major milestones, whether it was personal or academic or spiritual, um, and to be with them as they answer some of those deeper questions about what's at the center of their life, what animates their choices, um, what animates the classes that they pick, the activities that they join, um, but ultimately who they choose to be and who they choose to become. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, I had the privilege of doing it at a few other schools before I came to Fordham, and it's certainly been a highlight of my career. You went to Boston College, another Jesuit institute. How have Jesuit values sort of influenced you in your jobs here at Fordham? The Jesuit values are what makes Fordham and the other schools in the Jesuit network distinctive and unique. And we talk about cure personalis, which is care for the whole person, which is really rooted in this idea that each individual has a set of gifts and talents that's specific to them and that as a part of the educational experience, they have the opportunity to explore and expand those gifts and talents um, for their benefit and also for the world with folks who are on the margins of society. That's profoundly impacted um, my, my own educational journey and my own professional journey um, because I think it places a, a particular kind of emphasis on the role of education and what that means in personal formation, how that informs what we would call success and ultimately the impact it has on the larger world. So I think something like Cure Personalis, when we take it seriously, can have a profound impact um, on student experience, um, on, again, uh, topics that are studied, scholarship that's pursued, clubs and activities that are joined, friendships that are developed, um, and ultimately the course of one's life. It's articulated in a particular and a specific way. So I think the language of the Jesuit values is very helpful because it's able to name uh, very specifically and very concretely the things that make this approach to education distinctive and unique and impactful, which I think ultimately is what makes the biggest difference. 
do you have a particular Jesuit value or focus that you think is most important to students here at Fordham? That's interesting because it changes over time for me. Um, so I think, you know, the, the ones that we talk about frequently, Cure Personalis, Magis, Ad Maiorum Dei Gloriam. I would say here at Fordham, it might be Magis uh, in terms of kind of the most recent iteration of my journey. And Magis translated as depth, um, as uh, saying, how can we go further and deeper in our experience and knowledge of whether it is a class that we're taking or our experience of New York City or ultimately our engagement with the social and economic reality um, that we're a part of. Fordham is in a very special place. Uh, I know Father McShane likes to call it the, the New York City is the capital of the world. Fordham has the opportunity to have that be the place that it calls home. Um, and so there's tremendous diversity here. There's tremendous culture. There are uh, significant issues when it comes to social justice, whether it's um, wealth inequality, affordable housing. And so in terms of a global city, I think this idea of magis and this pursuit of depth, of knowledge, of understanding, of wisdom takes on a very special dimension when it's in New York City. Um, so for me, I think that would be the one that speaks to me the most. Can you speak to how your background in Jesuit education and campus ministry is going to affect your work as a dean? So I think my experience and my background have given me the opportunity to look at the university experience holistically. In my role as dean for first-year students, my priority is on uh, their intellectual and academic flourishing um, and their progress through the core curriculum um, and how those courses and the uh, subjects and assignments that are really capturing their intellectual curiosity and their kind of academic imagination are part of their university experience. And so I'm able to combine that, I think, with kind of the work that I had the privilege of doing campus ministry to have a much richer sense of what the student experience is and to say, you know, if this is something that kind of piques your intellectual curiosity here are you know uh, courses that you can take here's some scholarship that you can pursue here are clubs and activities that you can join um, and here are some of the deeper questions that you might want to consider uh, as a major or as a course of study or if you're thinking about studying abroad and for me it's been very helpful to be able to have that background to take a much more holistic approach as ultimately we work to help develop the intellect the spirit uh, and the human being as a part of uh, what it means to be a student at Fordham. You've been Dean for about a month now. How's it been? It's been going well. Uh, thanks for asking. Um, it's been interesting uh, starting mid-year um, where uh, the university you know, uh, calendar is moving. Um, and so I've had the good fortune of being able to kind of meet and work with students uh, as early as day one. And I've enjoyed that. Um, everything from advising on core classes and schedule changes to kind of uh, major selection to trying to figure out where is you know that I want to spend my time. I've enjoyed it. I certainly have not been bored. <laughs> there are, are lots of things to look at, lots of things to consider, and the scope of things that are kind of in my portfolio, everything from academic advising to first-year orientation to coordinating commencement to all of the different things in between. Um, it really has kept me very busy. What can students look forward from you as dean? What I hope to do with this role is provide students 
when they arrive at Fordham with an introduction to the intellectual life of the university as a part of our Jesuit approach to education. To do that in such a way that's connected to their own individual gifts and talents and interests and geared towards their flourishing um, for themselves and for the world. Um, that's very much kind of the character that I'd like to promote and the opportunities that I'd like to encourage our students to pursue and as we're able to provide and to say that there is great synergy between um, what happens in the classroom, what happens during your experience at the university, and then what you choose to do, whether it's a summer job or an internship, and ultimately your career. These are all parts of the same whole. And so to really encourage folks to think globally in that way, that's what I'd like. I'd like to be available. The first week I had drop-in hours, and, and they were very full. I'm trying to be uh, available on campus and encouraging students, just as I did when I was in campus ministry, that if you see me on campus, to stop and introduce yourself and tell me um, you know, who you are, where you're from, what you're hoping to study, um, how things have been going so far, and if there are ways in which um, I can continue to help support them on their journey. Um, that's one of the things I like the most. So you know, as, as much time as I'll be spending in my office, I also hope to be out on campus and uh, be in Argo T or, you know, when the weather's nice, be out on the plaza, connecting with students and ultimately being available. So I'm here to be a resource and a support for them. Do you have a piece of advice that you think is most important for underclassmen to hear? Your academic career is long, um, so it's important to take the long view. I would say listen to your experience and your feelings of the different things that you're studying. What are those things, again, that you find yourself thinking about? What are those classes that surprised you? You know, that's part of what the core curriculum is about, is to really offer students the opportunity to take courses that they may not normally self-select into to not only broaden our horizon, but to give us the opportunity to think about new things in new ways. And if you find yourself taking a class that you really, really enjoyed, to spend some time thinking about that. Um, and why that, why that is, and then to listen to that. Um, is this something that might develop into a major or a minor, or just something that's a general interest for you? Really pay attention to your experience of your journey, how it makes you feel, and if it's something that's life-giving and fulfilling for you, to follow that, because we really do think that there's value in that, and that it produces concrete results. So I would say, you know, pay attention to your experience, and then listen to it. Do you have a final thing that you'd like to say to anyone who might be listening to this that is maybe having trouble in their freshman year or mm -hmm. might be, you know, struggling with being homesick or, you know, all of your standard freshman year foibles. You are not alone. Absolutely. There are many folks who are making the transition, and I say making the transition because it's not a static sort of thing, that it happens over time to first-year life at the university. It can be incredibly challenging. You know, people like to talk about the transition to the quote-unquote real world after graduation. And I, I don't always buy that because I think, you know, you're living in the real world. Things change. But I think the more challenging transition is from high school to college. In high school, life is very structured in many ways, kind of, uh, if you're in a high school that has a bell system, the bells tend to tell you when to be in class or, or when you're not in class. When you get to college, you are, and I like to use this phrase a lot, you are the steward of your academic destiny. So you get to choose how you spend uh, large chunks of your time. Um, but that can also be a challenge, and it's a learning process. So I would say for folks who are going through the very normal aspects of transition, whether it's 
figuring out time management, um, learning how to study for new subjects, um, making new friends, uh, being homesick, or even just finding a place on campus to call home, which takes time, um, to be gentle with yourself, because it does take time. Give yourself until, you know, the end of the first semester, you know, if you're still thinking like, no, this might not be the right fit for me, then you can pursue that second semester. But give yourself a semester, be gentle with yourself, and then understand and and know that there are lots of folks here at the university who are really committed to your success and your flourishing. And that we very much want that for every student here in every way. So whether that's in the academic dean's office or residence life or student activities, you know, there's a reason why we encourage folks to be engaged in the core curriculum and to be part of clubs and activities, um, to find those things that speak to them. You'll find other folks who are interested in the same topic and that's how friendships begin. So there are very kind of normal challenges to transition and that's okay. So I would say hang in there and if you ever have any questions or want to talk about it, please feel free to come to the Dean's office uh, in Lowenstein 804. Do you have any last things you'd like to say? I think that's about it. The opportunity to pursue this kind of education is a tremendous privilege and I would say it's one that can pay great dividends in one's life and in the world and in a particular way is one that our world needs. There are two highly recognizable brands in higher education. Uh, one are Ivy League schools and the other is uh, Jesuit schools. But I think employers and businesses and other institutions can tell whether or not someone has made the most of their Jesuit education. So I would encourage students here, make the most of your Jesuit education. Now is a very exciting time to be at a university in New York City, in the world, make the most of it, um, both for yourself and for the world. Dean O'Kane, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. It's a pleasure to be here. This has been Retrospect. I'm Kevin Christopher Robles. See you next time.